You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All of you Foxborough faithful, you are now locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. It is Friday, April 30th, 2021, and we are one-third of the way through the 2021 NFL Draft. Your New England Patriots have made their selection at number 15, and we'll break it all down for you here today on your daily home for news notes and analysis, infused with the occasional opinion on your six-time Super Bowl champions, the New England Patriots. And don't forget, after listening to today's episode of Locked On Patriots on the Locked On Today podcast, analysis on all the best and worst picks from the first round of the 2021 NFL Draft. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Greetings and salutations, Patriots Nation, and thank football and Foxborough. It is Friday. Day one of the 2021 NFL Draft, and day two and day three are still to come. My name is Mike DeBate, your host of the Locked On Patriots podcast, which of course is a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, because it's your team every day, that means your questions, comments, and feedback are always welcomed, very much encouraged. So share that feedback, send it to the internet by reaching out to me and following me on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-F-P-C. And while you're out there giving the weekend nod and saying how you doing to the Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at LO underscore Patriots. Patriots fans, your favorite football team in Foxborough has apparently found its new franchise quarterback. With the 15th selection in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Patriots in fact selected signal caller Mac Jones of Alabama. And no, I'm not simply replaying a recap of our 2021 Ultimate Mock Draft here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This was the NFL Draft. Because for all of the speculation surrounding New England trading up to get Justin Fields out of Ohio State, Trey Lance out of North Dakota State, a lot of people were thinking they may have to trade up to get Mac himself. The Patriots stood pat at number 15. They didn't have to surrender any draft capital or any assets. The Patriots get the player whom they've coveted right along. And the reaction across Patriots Nation has been divided. I know some of you are loving this pick, some of you not so much. There are a few out there that really don't like this pick. But look, bottom line, Mac Jones is a very good fit in the Patriots season. He had a pretty impressive season as Alabama's starter in 2020. 77.4% of his passes were completed, amassed 4,500 yards, 41 touchdowns to only four interceptions. And his season, of course, culminated with the Crimson Tide winning the national title. I know some of you are out there saying right now, well, that's because he played with an all-star team. Great weapons in Alabama. Well, the weapons that he's going to have in New England are not exactly also-ran weapons, folks. He's got two great tight ends in John o. Smith, Hunter Henry. He'll have the services of very capable wide receivers, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers. I don't think the Patriots are done adding there. And he'll also be throwing behind a very impressive offensive line. But beyond that, I think Mack himself is a very good quarterback to fit into the Patriots system. They're getting a clear leader, they're getting a smart player at the position, 
And Mac's ability to understand pro-level object reads, the ability to understand multiple level progressions, that's earned him a great deal of praise. And as I've said several times here on Locked On Patriots before, people like Dante Scarnecchia, Charlie Weiss, have spoken to the media, gone on podcasts, and gone out of their way to praise Mac's ability mostly to understand the variety of concepts that are going to be required of him to succeed in a Patriots offensive system. Now, some of the naysayers out there, and you may be one of those, and folks, believe me, you're entitled to your opinion. I do get it. But to support your argument to say that the Patriots made a mistake with this selection is you'll point to Max limitations outside the pocket. And you have to be honest and say that he does have some limitations outside the pocket. His arm strength, I'd describe that as average, maybe a cut above average, but not much higher than that. I think he does demonstrate more athleticism than he's given credit for, especially when he's inside the pocket. He's really got great field awareness. That allows him to move up in the pocket, deliver the ball to his target both accurately and on time. And that may be one of the things that the New England Patriots love most about him. Mac Jones is not going to be a quarterback that's going to routinely create off-script plays outside the pocket, but he has shown the ability, even as recently as his pro day workouts and his senior practices. If you haven't seen these videos, folks, I strongly recommend you go and check them out. They're all over YouTube. He has enough mobility to take advantage of the space he has within the pocket and make things happen. Now, in New England, he's going to join a quarterback room that includes Cam Newton, Jarrett Stidham, and practice squatter Jake Dolagala. I think it's unlikely that Jones is going to earn the Pat's starting job in the advent of his rookie season. I still think it's Cam's job to lose. Bill Belichick addressed the media shortly after midnight last night and pretty much said the same thing. Cam's our quarterback. Until someone plays better and beats him out for the position, he's going to get the start. And this is very smart of Bill Belichick to say this right off the bat. First off, it takes the pressure off of Mac Jones. The fate of the franchise, at least for 2021, is not put squarely on his shoulders. Second... It's the smart move on the field. Cam Newton is an NFL-ready starting quarterback. He has a year in the system under Belichick and McDaniels. And I think right now, when you look at all four quarterbacks on the roster, Cam gives you the best chance to win early as the starter. But make no mistake about this. The Patriots made this pick at number 15 because they believe Mack is their future at the position. The best way to fit into the Patriots' offense is to win in pre-snap reads, make anticipatory throws, and demonstrate the ability to get the ball out on time. Folks, I can tell you, Mac Jones can do that, and the team that the Patriots are surrounding him with is going to allow him to do that. Some of you who are fans of Mac will automatically take to him right away. I can tell you, I think you're right on the money. You're going to see a lot that you like in this kid. For those of you that aren't fans of Mac Jones, I encourage you, give it a chance. Watch what this kid can do on the field. His leadership ability, his ability to throw guys open, that'll make you fans of Mac Jones. That being said, I still think Cam Newton is your starter. I think he keeps the job throughout the entirety of 2021, and I'm looking for a good season out of Cam coming up this year. He's motivated, he's betting on himself to deliver, and bottom line, Cam is a great teammate to everyone in that locker room. You know he's going to be willing to sit, take the time with Mac, help teach him the playbook, and help him learn the ropes in the NFL. So folks, there you have it. With the number 15 selection, the Patriots take Alabama's Mac Jones. But when it comes to the entirety of the NFL draft, as Colonel Slade once said, we're just getting warmed up. Two-thirds of the 2021 NFL draft still remain. And today here on the pod, our resident voice of reason, Steve Balistrieri of PatsFans.com joins me, and we'll get Steve's opinion on the selection of Mac Jones at number 15, and we'll also talk about potential Patriots targets that are still available both on Friday, day two, and on Saturday for day three. 
Folks, an action-packed agenda on the pod today. Tons to talk about. And without much further ado, Steve Balistrieri will join me here on the hot seat when this day one recap, day two, day three preview episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. But first, Locked On listeners, today's episode of Locked On Patriots is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today, rings that are sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life, and they're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight, and they're fairly priced, so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. When I look at these, Michelle Fontachi's ring stood out as the one I'd buy as a gift. It's a conversation piece, so unique and so cool. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring that she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 That's T-E-N-B-Y-T-E-N, only at BlueNile.com. Patriots fans, Mac Jones is the newest New England Patriot, of course. The team selecting Mac with the number 15 overall pick in round one of the 2021 NFL Draft. And while some of you are enthralled by the pick, there is a big portion of the Patriots fan base that is appalled by the pick. Well, (laughs) here today to provide his wisdom and counsel, give us a little reason, and to break it all down with us, is our resident voice of reason here on Locked On Patriots. Always one of the best and most knowledgeable columnists that you'll find anywhere in Patriots media. You know his great work from PatsFans.com, as well as being the co-host of two amazing podcasts, Patriots 4th and 2, and of course, one Patriots Place. He's my Patriots Paisan, and despite what he'll tell you folks, he's worthy of all the praise he gets and then some. Steve Balistrieri joins me here today. Welcome back to Locked On Patriots, my friend. Well, once again, thanks for having me. And, hey, what could we possibly talk about today? (laughs) I know. There's nothing ever to talk about when you come on, Steve. It's always so dull up here in Fox. Before we start, I need to give you uh, an apology. Uh, Last week when we were doing uh, the podcast, I was sitting here in my chair, and my bulldog was sitting right beside me, and, uh, I wasn't. I didn't realize until after the fact that she started snoring in the middle of the podcast. And uh, when I listened back to it, uh, when it was when you released it that night, all I could hear was my bulldog snoring by my feet. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, we're always happy to uh, to welcome new guests here on Locked On Patriots, and apparently, much to my un- unbeknownst to me, uh, we welcomed Steve's uh, uh, bulldog to the show last week. But no, all kidding aside, it's always great, and you know what? We will definitely, uh, you know, relish that to get you on the show. Day one in the books, and day two and day three still on the horizon for the New England Patriots. Steve, for weeks now, we've wondered, would they or wouldn't they? And I was on the fence as much as anyone about this, but my prediction in the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 here on the Locked On Podcast Network did indeed come true. The Patriots select Mac as their quarterback of the future. They didn't have to surrender a single asset to get him. 
And even though I like this pick, the more I see it, and I've been on board with this for quite a while, it's not the pick that I would have jumped up to make, but I can't say I'm disappointed in it. The fan base is sharply divided on this. Some really love it. Some really hate it. But again, I think there's a lot to like about this pick. And I said so when I opened the show today. But you're our resident voice of reason here, bud. Please, I'm begging you, be our patriotic ombudsman today. What are your thoughts on Mac Jones being the pick at number 15? Well, I think he's a perfect fit. And you and I talked about this uh, weeks and weeks ago. You know, I think he's a perfect fit for the Patriots offense that they ran, you know, for so many years when they had Tom Brady um, because his skill set fits that type of offense. They need somebody that can um, survey the field, make pre-snap reads. He's very good at that. Make quick decisions, accurate with the football, and get rid of the football quickly. Jones does all of those things. I'm not saying he's going to be Tom Brady. But what I am saying is that he fits that type of offense. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I listened to Charlie Weiss on a Mm -hmm. podcast with Mike Reese. And Charlie Weiss was saying all the same things. He fits what the Patriots did when Charlie was the offensive coordinator. He said, "If, if you're looking for a quarterback that fits what they're doing with Cam, and, you know, then Trey Lance is the guy. So I, I think it's a great pick for the Patriots. I think he's going to be very successful here. And, you know, uh, the only part of me that was curious is like when Fields and, and Jones started to fall mm-hmm. and they got past 10, I started to wonder if both of them make it to 15, who's the guy they're going to take? And part of me it still wishes that both of them were still there because I, I was curious if, you know, Bill was going to stick to his guns and go with Jones, who fits what they do, or would they be intrigued by the new style quarterback and take fields? That's a good question, bud. And, you know, unfortunately, I don't think we'll ever really know the true answer to that question. Bill addressed the media last night, said all the right things about being excited to work with Mac. And I'll get into that in a little bit. Um, Indications are that the Patriots were pretty solid on Mac Jones, even if both quarterbacks were there, that this was going to be the guy if they had the choice between the two and they had Mac sitting on one side, Justin sitting on the other they were going to go Mac in that situation. A lot of uh, beat, you know, reporters for the Patriots, a lot of analysts have reported that. That's kind of the same thing that I've been hearing in the circles in which I run. So I would probably lean to say that they were going to go Mac anyway, but ultimately, Bud, we're never really going to know for sure. And this is no way a knock on Justin Fields, who I think is going to be a solid pro. I think the Bears got a tremendous steal at number 11, picking him up. He's going to fit in very well in that offense, and I think Justin can go on to a very good career in the NFL, but I think the Pats had zeroed in on Jones for the same reasons you outlined. I opened the show today by talking about the praise that he got from Charlie Weiss. I mentioned that podcast. I also mentioned the praise that he's gotten from guys like Michael Lombardi, who has a dial into this organization. Someone like Dante Scarnecchia, who doesn't go above and beyond to praise players, especially players he hasn't coached. But looking at the way Mac Jones goes through his progressions, the way he can identify pre-snap reads, uh, the way that he can step up, move up in the pocket, deliver a strike on time and accurately are things that 
especially an offensive line coach, is going to see. And guys that have experience in this Patriots system have great things to say about Mac Jones. So I agree with you. I think it's a good fit here in New England. I do believe he'll be sitting behind Cam for one year, at least learning the playbook, at least learning what he needs to do, and then moving forward. But, um, but the yeah, Pats and I think Bill, choice, Bill put that to sleep pretty quick, didn't he? Last night, yeah. he he, he made he it very clear it that Cam Cam's the starter. So he took a lot of pressure off of Mac Jones right from the get go because he he basically said, "Hey, he needs to learn the playbook and learn the offense." And Cam's our quarterback, so he took a lot of pressure off Mac Jones, and I think that was pretty important because I think you know a guy coming into this. Because of the his skill set, people are going to naturally compare him to Tom Brady, right? And and by Bill doing that, I think that was a very smart move. It was a smart move, and it took the pressure off of Mac. And I think it put the pressure all on Bill. And that's exactly what a head coach does. For everybody that wants to say that Bill hides behind his rhetoric or anything like that, he hit the question head on last night. And I thought it was interesting that when he was asked to clarify. Once again, well, what does this mean? Does it mean that Cam is guaranteed to start? Bill just said, well, it just means someone's going to have to outplay him and beat him out for the role. And I'm paraphrasing (laughs) here, but that's typical Bill Belichick. He's stuck to his guns, and you have to, uh, you know, you really have to respect that. And that does lead me quite nicely into my next question on Mac for you, bud, because uh, the Patriots obviously got the guy they wanted. They're saying all the right things in the media. Mac is going where he wanted to go. Uh, I was on his conference call last night as well, and he's telling all of us in the media, that secretly he wanted to go to the Patriots all along, which obviously is a good thing. When you go to a team, you want to be excited about where you're going, and the team wants to have that player excited to come here in return. But what struck me most as I listened to Mac last night, Steve, was that he sounds like a Patriot already. Uh, And I tweeted that out last night, and it got a nice reaction. Um, But Mac is saying that he studied the Patriots' offensive tendencies. He loves what Josh McDaniels does offensively. He praised both Cam Newton and Jared Stidham, saying that he respects both players. He's ready to help both of them, learn from them. He even was quoted as saying, this is Cam's show. I'm just here to help him out. But, Steve, you and I know that that quarterback room is only so big. Uh, and it's likely that one of these quarterbacks won't be in New England in 2021. Not impossible that all three get rostered, but I'm saying it's unlikely. Steve, when you look ahead, what now happens for the New England Patriots going forward at quarterback? Will they roster all three of these guys? Um, is Jarrett or maybe even you know Cam or whatnot in jeopardy? How do you see this all shaking out, not only to begin the season, but also as the season progresses? Well, I think Cam's the the starter. Um, And Bill put that to rest, as we already mentioned. Cam's the starter until somebody beats him up. So I think going into the season, Cam's your number one. I think depending on how quickly Jones assimilates into the Patriots' offense and he shows what he can do with the offense, uh, I think that'll go a long way into – you know, will he be the number two guy and will they keep three with Jared Stidham? Or if somebody gets banged up a little bit in preseason or in training camp, then, you know, that where the coaches are a little worried, hey, you know, this guy might miss some time, you know, between this or that. I think that will play a lot into it. But uh, I think there's a... There's, there's a fair possibility, depending on how training camp goes. I believe they're going to bring all three to training camp. I do. 
And, you know, you will see how training camp goes in preseason, but I think there's a fair to middle and chance that all three will be on the roster this year. I think you're on to something there. I don't necessarily know if when the regular season starts, if all three will be on the roster, but I'm in complete agreement with you that they're going to bring all three of these guys into camp. Uh, I've seen a lot of people, uh, you know, tweeting out that Jared Stidham is packing his bags as they speak. I think that's a little disingenuous, folks. I think it's a little premature. I think the Patriots still want to see what they have there. I mean, why dump an asset that you know is under contract for very reasonable money (laughs) that might be able to help your team out if you can spare the roster spot why not roster these guys i completely agree with you but it's obvious uh two things and i think you hit the nail on the head cam is the starter until other you know until he's proven otherwise he's going to be the guy in this uh in this offense and that mac jones is going to be their guy for the future so the patriots have spoken on day one bud and uh your reason your wisdom your counsel always brings us back to a level-headed place and i thank you for sharing that with us today especially in a divided nation right now you kind of talk <laughs> us back into reality that's why well, we love having you know, you here, I think, buddy. I, yeah i think a lot of people are just they're down on jones because he's not the you know, the new wave mobile, you know, guy who can make plays with his feet and run all over the place. But, you know, they, they won six Super Bowls with a guy who's less athletic than he is. So, you know, there's something to be said for that, too. Yeah, and the last I checked, that guy's still winning Super Bowls. So for everyone that says that that type of quarterback can't win in today's NFL, uh, I, I just give you uh... – and uh you know to me uh, I, I think that that to me says enough and it says it, it it speaks for itself let's put it that way um but uh folks we are not done yet with steve balistrieri because as fun and as exciting as day one was or as negative as it was depending on your viewpoint there is still two-thirds of the nfl draft still to come Steve balistrieri and i in just a moment will offer our thoughts on day two and day three and what the Pats might be planning on doing. Find out when the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Locked On listeners, you've often heard the phrase, often imitated but never duplicated. It's used so often in professional sports because, let's face it, only the best professional athletes and sports teams can provide the best moments. And the only ones who can provide the best healthy, low-calorie, and delicious treats to satisfy all of your snacking needs are the ones who provided the best in the first place. Built Bar, because no one can do it like they do it. Built Bars have 100% real chocolate. They're soft, they're easy to chew, and they're available in a multitude of delicious flavors. They're not only low calorie and low sugar, but Built Bar is also high protein and high fiber. They have no crazy additives, half the calories of their most popular competitors, and get this, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer grams of sugar, and more protein. So don't delay. Do it today. Prepare your taste buds for wow and make Built Bar your go-to protein bar right now. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Patriots fan Steve Balistrieri joins me here today on the pod. And Steve, as much as Mac Jones will be the biggest story of the draft, uh, there is still two-thirds of the draft left to go. That, that's right, folks. We're only a third of the way through draft weekend, as Steve and I are speaking here this afternoon. And uh, the Patriots still have nine picks to be made. They have positions to address. 
um, at least they are at the time we're recording this podcast. As you're listening to this at a later time, the Patriots may no longer have nine picks. They may have already made some trades, but bottom line, bud, the Patriots still have needs, uh, notably at wide receiver, uh, maybe depth along the offensive line. On defense, I've identified the defensive backfield, both corner and safety, as a position of need. You know, the Patriots are always going to be looking for quality D linemen, uh, maybe at the edge, maybe even at linebacker. So, Steve, heading into day two, and the Patriots currently slated, as we speak, to pick at number 46 in the second round and at number 96 in the third round, which positions do you see the Patriots targeting and who might be on their radar on Friday night? Well, I think there, there's a lot of intriguing players out there. I think we could spend a half hour just talking about guys that are going to be there at 46. But I have a feeling they're going to go after a a, a wide receiver or corner um, at 46 and see if they can beef up, you know, um, the position there. And, and, again, tackle is another position that I think they're going to address tonight at, at some point. If one's available to him, I think yeah, you know, one of those guys. I I really like that small school guy from uh, um, North Dakota State, Dylan Raddins. You know, he's he's a little bit undersized, but he just looking at that guy, he screams Patriot to me. Um, you know, and there's so many good wide receivers still out there. I know that you know everyone was gaga over the two kids from Alabama and would just cause, but there's still some really good wide receivers there. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't be uh, heartbroken if they took the kid from Clemson. So, Yeah, Amari Rogers is the kid he's speaking yeah. of, folks. One of my draft crushes. I think everybody's loved him. <laughs> Murph called him a perfect patriot. Evan Lazar of CLNS Media is enamored with Amari Rogers. He really is a prototypical <laughs> patriot because he can play all over the field. He can align in the slot. He can give you yards on the perimeter. He can pretty much do it all, and he does his assignment. He plays it as a sign. That's something that's so important in this patriot system. I agree with you. I think wide receiver is a position they're going to look strongly at on Friday night. Uh, You mentioned, obviously, Amari Rogers. I think he'd be my pie-in-the-sky hope uh, that the Patriots would be able to take. But bottom line, I mean, there's a lot of greatly talented wide receivers. If the Patriots decided that they wanted to move up, Rondale Moore of Purdue is still out there right now. Uh, Terrace Marshall, a guy that I've been looking at Mm -hmm. much closer over the course of the last two to three weeks because of his size and speed, he can stretch the field. He has the potential, I think, to be a number one guy. So if the Patriots look and they decide that they want to try to really maybe even move up from 46 and get someone like a Terrace Marshall, I would love that move depending on the haul they have to get. Uh, but uh, I agree with you on the tackle. Uh, I really love Raidens. Uh, I've been uh, a fan of his now for quite a while. Scouting someone like Trey Lance, you see a lot of Dylan Raidens in your highlights. And uh, look, I think he's suited very well for a right tackle position, but he can develop more agility, maximize his footwork. I think he can be a force in the running game and maybe a pretty good swing tackle for them. So a lot of names out there, people we haven't even mentioned, Elijah Moore, wide receiver from Ole Miss. He's someone that's still available. So a lot of possibilities for uh, uh, for the Pats. Even someone we talked about way back when, when we first started our draft coverage, I'm on Ross St. Brown out of USC. He could be mm-hmm. a value pick, I think, uh, maybe, maybe day two, but I think more than likely day three. And of course, folks, do not be a bit surprised if the Patriots 
make a move to trade down. Uh, the Patriots are well positioned to do that right now. Maybe Washington makes a move if Kellen Mond or if Davis Mills is there at 46. I can see maybe the Pats making that move and then trading back down. So a lot of possibilities. Friday will be maybe not as exciting as Thursday because it's the opening night, but uh, a lot of interesting moves to be had. And I think you're going to see this roster really start to take shape starting on Friday night. Lastly, bud, we move on to day three. And day three can bring all kinds of surprises. Just go back to last year and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> there are good surprises. There are bad surprises. And the Patriots love day three because they can really maximize their value here. At present, they're scheduled to make seven of their picks on Saturday. Now, most likely, they're not going to do that. I can't imagine them making all of those picks on Saturday. But who knows? Anything and everything is possible in Foxborough, bud. In your estimation, who are some potential day three steals that you're watching closely as we head into the rounding out of the NFL draft on Saturday, bud? Well, um, my my draft binky is a day three safety, actually. <laughs> I, I really am intrigued by the divine Diablo. Mm. And... Uh, you know, you look at this kid, he's he's huge for a safety. He's the size of a lot of linebackers in today's NFL. and But he's very athletic. He can move. And, you know, when you look at guys that, you know, the Patriots like, they like, like right now they have Adrian Phillips who, you know, plays that safety slash linebacker role in the dime coverage. This is a guy that could – Easily fit into that. He, I think he's a thumper in the uh, in the box, and I, I see him as a box safety. And you know, with Patrick Chung gone, and you know, eventually Devin McCourty's going to go. I, I really believe, and I, I've told you this before. I, I think they're going to move Kyle Duggar to free safety when McCourty retires. So therefore, they'd be looking at a you know a guy to take that box role. And I, I like this Diablo kid. I really do. Uh, I think he's just, he's one of the guys that I'm really looking at. Another kid I like, Riley Cole, South Alabama. That's it. There's my notes. I, I like him, too. Um, he's one of my late-round draft binkies. Um, you know, and the Patriots have always done really well at finding guys like that. And I, I think that, uh, you know, it'd, it'd be really interesting. But, you know, um, I, I'm I'm really intrigued by this Diablo kid. That's the guy I, I he's my binky. So, yeah, and I think in a lot of ways uh, you make a great case for him. And look, I've definitely done my uh, my scouting on him as well. Um, I stay on the safety position, and uh, again, I had the great fortune of being able to interview Tariq Thompson earlier this week. And yeah. Tariq has that type of versatility that he used at San Diego State to be able to make plays in the slot. He can line up. He can line up in the box. He can step up and play along the defensive line. He's done that. Um, I see little elements, and I'm not saying complete elements, folks, but little elements of Kyle Duggar, little elements of Adrian Phillips, even a little bit of Devin McCourty with the communication skills that he brings to the table. He was one of the most vocal guys on that field for San Diego State, really dictated a lot of where guys needed to be, and he has a strong understanding of the game. So he's someone that I may look for on day three for the Patriots to be able to snag. Um, and ultimately, I mean, there's all different types of uh, assessment that they can use. I think that's where you're going to see them go for defensive line depth, maybe a little extra off 
offensive line depth. Um, and folks, do not adjust what you're, the device that you're listening to right now. And please do not throw things at it. But don't be shocked. <laughs> there are kickers available in this draft. You never know what the Patriots might do. Riley Patterson of Memphis could be a sneaky late round pick. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but just don't be surprised. <laughs> Prepare yourself for it so that way we don't have to endure the vitriol that we did last year. Uh, if the Patriots do that, folks, it will not be in the fifth round. I really sincerely doubt that. But, you know, anything and everything They should have taken the kid with the, the glasses last year. That's my, you know. The hot <laughs> Rod, Rodrigo Blankenship. Yeah, absolutely. I still like I, I still remember Blankenship yeah. last year. <laughs> I still remember looking at him. I still remember looking at Tyler Bass last year, obviously, both, you know, in Indianapolis and in Buffalo, respectively. Hey, you know what? You hit some, you lose some, obviously. That was not one of Bill's finer moments. He deserved the dirt on his uniform for that one. Um, I tried to make sense out of it, and I've been an apologist here, but ultimately it just wasn't a fit. So, you know what? We, we live to analyze moments like this. We live for moments like this, Steve, but uh, the draft is always fun. And I thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule for joining me here today on the pod to break down not only Mac Jones's selection, but also give everyone a little preview into day two and day three. Before I let you go, my friend, please let all of our listeners know where they can find you on social media, uh, what you have coming in terms of coverage in the days and hours after the draft and beyond as we head toward the 2021 season. Yeah, we're, we'll be looking at uh, doing some post-draft coverage. You know, at PatsFans.com, we'll be trying to break down the picks and and seeing how they all will fit in a Patriots-type uniform. Derek Havens and I will do be doing a post-draft podcast as well on Patriots 4th and 2. I'm not sure if Russ Golan will be able to join us. He's uh, His entire family is down with COVID right now, so... Uh, including Russ, so we wish him the best. But I'm not sure he's going to be up for it yet. But um, that's what we got going on. And my, my bulldog is mad at me right now because I keep nudging her because she's trying to fall asleep again, and I didn't want to snoring on your podcast. <laughs> uh, you don't have to worry about the bulldog. She can snore on the podcast anytime she wants to. I assure you, some of our listeners snore while the podcast is going. No, folks, I'm only kidding. I love my listeners. I'm blessed by each and every one of you, and I truly mean that. Steve, what can I say, bud? Again, it's always an honor and a privilege to join you here on the microphone. Until next week, bud, a quick turnaround. You know, we got Steve on Friday. We got Steve again on Tuesday, but we love it, and uh, we can't get enough of him uh, here on the pod. Until Tuesday, my friends, stay safe, well, enjoy the weekend, enjoy the rest of the draft, and my best to you and the family as always. And just like that, Patriots fans, we are through your work week, but coverage still continues here on the Locked On Podcast Network, as all of us here across the network will be providing reaction, analysis, and the occasional opinion on the picks being made by all of your favorite teams and yours truly will be covering the Patriots moves all weekend long. So to ensure that you do not miss a single episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast, follow Locked On Patriots on platforms such as the Odyssey app, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Just make sure that you are staying locked in to Locked On Patriots. Once again, my name is Mike DeBate. I thank my good friend Steve Balistrieri for his time, his insight, and his appearance on today's pod. But most of all, I thank you so much for listening and for continuing to make Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Until Monday, Foxborough faithful, stay safe, stay well, 
always be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great weekend, everyone, and enjoy day two and day three of the 2021 NFL Draft.